0: This is Take Note. It's a podcast about paying attention, keeping a notebook, and losing periphery vision. I am Adam. I am here with my friend and co-host, Ted. Ted, how is your periphery vision?
1: It's good. It's great. Um, I'm reading The Country of the Blind No, by Andrew Leland, so is this weird? Is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're making reference to? That is
0: not what I'm making reference to, but why don't you tell us about the... Um, country of the blind and will um you know the listeners can wonder what it is that i'm referring to and they'll have yeah. to stay on the sandal line is which we say i'm
1: still i mean i'm still wondering uh it's a it's a really interesting book i'm a third of the way through it's non-fiction kind of uh uh memoir of of disability as uh, as the writer loses loses his vision via a degenerative disease but also just Spends a lot of time um, exploring the idea of blindness and it's it's uh, kind of the way uh, society treats blind people and and the experience of being blind and disabled. It's it's really quite good. Uh, got a copy over at Main Street Books in Davidson, North Carolina, run by my famous sister bookstore owner Ada Fitzgerald.
0: The thing that um, I don't the only thing I don't like yeah. about Main Street books is she's tr- making you pay twice as much cover price for a book, right? She's got a racket going there where like she's got you convinced yeah, you got to...
1: She, she calls it the family rate.
0: Yeah, you got to pay twice. Yeah. Everybody else gets pretty pretty fair shake, but
1: I've always felt that booksellers are the real they are the real problem.
0: Yeah. So, in a way, maybe in some way, in some non-disrespectful way, I am referring to something uh, along the lines of what you're reading about in Andrew Leland's The Country of the Blind. The Country blind. of the Blind, yeah. that's right. So so I got glasses for the first time in my life uh, because wow. I'm beginning to need uh, glasses for distance. And um, legally I'm fine, actually. She said the, the, the eyeglass doctor said, optima... Opt- Hmm. The the lady at Warb Parker said that uh, I didn't I didn't actually need the glasses legally, but uh, I think she was wrong. Um, so I got these glasses, and what I learned when I put these glasses on and started driving with them, there were two things I learned: I look dumb in glasses, despite what everybody else says. And uh, you know, my wife says I look nice. I asked my uh, teenager; it's like, tell me the truth. It's like you look okay. Uh, but but, uh, but more importantly, I learned that like. You don't have any periphery vision. Like, you can't...
1: uh, can't. You're saying the glass ends?
0: Yeah, when the glass ends, and I'm trying to look at things out the corner of my eye, you know, now it's just like... All you glasses wear is you just gotta turn your head. Like you're. Well, yes,
1: this is... Now I'm imagining you looking to the side. Like like, I did uh, for my
0: whole life. (laughs)
1: Like a villain from a 30s movie where you're, like, uh, very shiftily, like... Not moving your head, but just, like, yeah. staring out of the sides of your You're eyes. You're
0: right, just moving my eyes to check the mirrors. Yeah, so I can't do that. So anyway, this is what I wrote in my notebook. Moving
1: your... I can't even imagine moving how, your eyes. That's
0: how... because you haven't had periphery vision for so long that the <laughs> idea true. that you wouldn't turn your head to look at something no, is, is alien I to gotta you. S-
1: I got to square everything up right in the
0: middle there. Yeah. Got to square it up. So I put these glasses on, and this is what I wrote on my notebook. Uh, so now I wear glasses. I told Wiley that everything seemed smaller when I was wearing the glasses. Uh, and I told him he seemed smaller and we were joking about it. And then I saw the new issue of the New York Review of Books. And I was like, this is definitely smaller. Uh, I held it up to an old issue and the new one was slightly smaller. So I was amazed at the coincidence that they had, like, changed the paper size.
1: Well, I thought maybe your glasses could shrink things.
0: Maybe. That's that's a good point. Um, and so... I took that New York Review of Books with me. We had to go to the dentist and we sat in the thing and I'm looking and just blown away by this amazing coincidence. Um, And then I got home and I uh, compared the new New York Review of Books to the old issue again and they were exactly the same size. So I'm just, I'm losing my mind. I was having a crisis of confidence. Um, And I want to say that the first note that I took in these new glasses while driving, because I wear them while driving only, Sure. Um you're you're looking down at your
1: notebook without moving your head, just turning your head. No, I eyes can't do that anymore.
0: Completely. It's side. a it's a hazard. I've got to, you know, while I'm writing was, in my notebook while driving. Now I need to actually It was turn always my a head. hazard. No, no, no. It was I, always a hazard. This is the first oh. note that I took while wearing glasses while driving <laughs> in my <laughs> notebook. First day driving with glasses and I'm writing in my notebook. So, I hope uh, I hope the auto insurance company never hears this. Um, I wrote, new shop in the plaza with Lovers Lane. So there's I don't know if I don't know if the Lover's Lane chain has made it to you, but you can imagine what they sell at Lovers Lane. Sure. Uh-huh. Um anyway, the new shop in the plaza with Lover's Lane, Toe Paradise. It's a true story. What do you got, Ted?
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, I was at a small business shopping, having a, a grand old time. The uh, you the know the proprietors... thing that I don't like about
0: Small Business Saturday, sure
1: is they make Hit you me. pay
0: twice as much on Small Business Saturday.
1: Yeah, family, friends, and family rate mm-hmm. the friends rate. <laughs> um, okay, and they're talking about they had a they had a coffee event and they were brainstorming, sort of you know as people shop shouting over the shop. Uh, charmingly it's all very charming brainstorming a different kind of you know doing it again but with a twist so it was like uh, you know we had coffee was it was great on Saturday morning we had so many people we want to do a twist um, what about matcha matcha <laughs> so the you know they, there was the one kind of like college age um, employee doing like calligraphy at the cash register with like oversized black hoodie on and black jeans and they were like samantha what do you think about matcha and she samantha was like oh i don't know i don't really i don't really do the beverages i don't really drink all the beverage and i was like oh god um so then they called somebody called called a friend i'm guessing it was maybe a caterer that they'd worked with or something but uh But uh, they were like, "Oh, hey, yeah, we want to kind of put a a spin on this coffee idea. Uh, We're thinking matcha. What do you think about matcha?" And for some reason, they had it on speakerphone, (laughs) so I could hear the other side of the conversation, which made perfect sense at the time, but in hindsight, they're always doing speakerphones
0: at at small businesses, right?
1: For real. And uh, the lady on the other side, oh, matcha, yeah, yeah. No, well, it's tea. It's tea. Um, but yeah, matcha lattes are amazing. Those are fantastic. I mean, I've never had one. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that's, the, that's the long and the short of it. That's but fantastic. What is not to love about a small business? Hearing people working through uh, working through a little challenge, having a little bit of vision, kind of searching around to find people who might have a little deeper insight. You gotta, You have to love that
0: have to love it i don't think they should be charging you twice as much but,
1: but. for the matcha yeah yeah
0: uh, so i'm joking actually about some uh, my little small business the saturday thing obviously i'm joking but i will tell you that this past saturday which was not small business saturday i tried to pick up two items that i purchased from small businesses on or around small business saturday in which they both like but, bought things paid for things and then they ghosted me uh so i showed up at one store uh in pilsen where you can get things that you pre-ordered from a bakery that doesn't exist anymore um and i hey so i pre- pre-ordered a baking kit for a gift for one of the people but in my it, house
1: did it exist when you ordered it
0: Yes, but they've paused the bakery operations and they just sell kits now and you have to go to a third place to get it. You can no longer go to the bakery. Uh... And the, and the guy at the third place, very small business uh Saturday. Yep. The guy at the third place said, Oh no, they haven't dropped anything off for weeks, but I'll send them a message on Instagram and you should too. And I said, that's how this, this is how this works. He's like, yep. (laughs) And, uh, I was like, okay, I'll send them a message. I'll get a coffee. And then I haven't heard from them. I'll go on to my next place that hasn't answered an email, which was a sushi restaurant, um, where I bought merch. Um, and, uh, I got a call five minutes later. Oh my gosh, I'll be right there. No explanation. But they, they delivered the thing to the third place. And in the meantime, uh, they, at the third place, I bought an additional thing while waiting for my gift to pick up. So maybe my small business complaints are somewhat sincere.
1: That sounds rather charming, though.
0: It, it was charming. I don't know. It's fine. It all worked out. I kind of went knowing that I was in for a fiasco. But, you know, somebody had to do something. Anyway,
1: I've written so some... The- but the Instagram message got through. Yes, It hit its destination. Yep,
0: this okay. is, which is just, you know, I guess I'm just a cranky old man who's upset at how yep. things work nowadays. Sure. Yep. 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 Um, unrelated to that, though, I wrote this in my notebook. It's a short one, but I wanted to share it. Uh, I wrote, I can't remember why the guy in Memento didn't write things down in notebooks. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Straight to tattoos.
0: Yep. Right? Yeah. Straight to That's exactly to body right. Ink. That's right. That's exactly right. And, and and now and I wasn't thinking about this, but the reason that I wrote that down, the reason I started thinking about that is because when I get those nonsense text messages from someone who pretends that they know me but that my name is like Jim, and then when it's not Jim, oh I'm sorry, but I'm I'm an investor in cryptocurrency and but so I won't <laughs> bother you. That whole thing. Whenever I whenever yeah. those messages start Um, and I like to like keep them on the line for a bit. I uh, always ask them what their first memory is and they will, (laughs) they will never answer because they're replicants from Blade Runner, man. And they don't have memories. They
1: have, they don't even know what a memory is. That's when a digital tear rolls down their eye because they wish they could have memories. But of course you're also hearkening back to your days of prank calling in high school. when You were a, A maestro of the prank call. I
0: was a maestro of the prank call. and You know, I'll say this. I don't remember any of those prank calls ending the way that all of these uh, scam texts and if you ask them what their first memory is too many times, you get a lot of Rachel epithets in the text message. Oh,
1: wow. Uh And then you block them. Maybe it's not a robot that's doing that. It's
0: not, which is weird. Then why don't they make up a memory? Right?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point.
0: I don't know. Yeah
1: might be hard it's a stressful situation in which to think of a memory that's right that's right uh, but I, I I still tell my kids that you used to call up McDonald's and try to make a reservation
0: well you know these days you probably could make one you just get. to you just message him yeah. on Instagram
1: you know, send yeah send him a message on Instagram
0: Ted I have been thinking about the state of the industry the state of the stationary mm-hmm. industry specifically how things have gotten a little strange okay. since the since the pandemic that I, and I think they're all related to supply chain issues and I wanted to bring up three examples, okay the first one I don't know if we've talked about this before, but for some time I'd say since the fall, write notepads has been clearly writing their emails with chat GPT. <laughs> Um, now the first one that it tipped me off and I want to say this about right notepads first a compliment I think they make great, great products I really do second a backhanded compliment their marketing has always <laughs> been weird it's, it's always been weird they like took weird shots at field notes early on so, you know, this is this is on brand for them. They make good stuff. They try to get weird with their marketing. So, you know, I'd happily buy their stuff still. But I'm also gonna laugh at their emails. Um Subject Line you- Unveiling the Secrets of La Voyager notebook. And Ted, <laughs> ChatGPT always wants to unveil, unlock, or elevate. <laughs> sure. We all know it. <laughs> Okay, so I saw this uh, subject line, and I immediately knew it. And then, you know, yeah. the text here, I don't know. You know, is questionable. Dive into a world where creativity knows no bounds with Le Voyager, the latest limited edition gem from Write Notepads. Every journey, whether it's a trek across continents or a deep dive into the soul, deserves a faithful companion. And what better than a notebook that's crafted to perfection? You've glimpsed Le Voyager, but have you truly discovered its magic? This is a, a notebook, a beautiful notebook, but it's a notebook. So that's the first one. Were you I aware think... of this? Have I made you aware of this already?
1: Yeah, I think we had chatted about it perhaps uh, when we were exchanging messages over Instagram. Um, and it's hilarious. And I, I think you're right. I mean... It's either ChatGPT or someone intentionally writing as if it's written in ChatGPT, which would be a strange exercise.
0: Yes. So then we come to two months later, November well, 10th.
1: Who would call their own product a gem?
0: Right. November 10th, the subject line, gear up for precision, that the engineer's notebook launches today. Okay, that's good. That's fine. The moment no, of no. innovation gear, is upon gear us. Gear
1: up for precision does not make sense, so it's not good.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. It's not obviously... We're not unveiling, unlocking, or elevating, okay? <laughs> but then the text goes on. The moment of innovation is upon us. Right Notepads and Company is proud to announce the much-anticipated arrival of a true game-changer in professional stationery: the Engineer's Notebook. Now, this Engineer's Notebook, I've got one of these. I used to have a different cover. Uh, no one knew it was coming back. Uh, and this isn't the much anticipated arrival, but it goes on. So then, you know, your, your spidey sense is tingling a little bit in the next paragraph. As the clock strikes 12 PM Eastern standard time on November 10th, 2023, we invite you to experience the design and functionality period.
1: (laughs) You're not supposed to just copy and paste it straight from the chat GPT yeah, Exactly: into the, Exactly. Nobody this clock never strikes noon p.m.: <laughs> Easter clock Standard doesn't Time. strike noon.: That's
0: a good point. The clock doesn't strike 12 p.m. ever. Um, it's not a thing. That's not a thing.: Can I do one more sentence? Please. Crafted with the meticulousness of an engineer's mind and the elegance of a time honored artisan, this notebook is poised to become an indispensable tool in your professional arsenal. Yeah. Now, that's bad. You said it's either someone using ChatGPT or someone trying to mimic ChatGPT. And so. Back on November 10th, I posted this in the uh, Field Nuts group on Facebook, where you where you go to um, goof on stationary brands sometimes. <laughs> and uh, some beautiful human being, whose name I do not have access to at the moment, uh, ran the text of this email through software and confirmed that like it's 90% certain that this is written by ChatGPT. That's enough for yeah.
1: me. That's enough for me. Yeah.
0: Now, I want to say this. Again, I love their notebooks. They've always been a little goofy with the marketing they've sent a few emails since them they seem to be coming back down to earth and uh you know i think it's i think we're allowed to have a laugh on this um oh yeah but uh you know i i would say in a way this is very it's it's different it's something strange happened in the world of stationery it's on brand and i would associate some of these things again with I, it seems, without me knowing anything about the business, but it seems like maybe things are getting a little difficult for stationary brands. So, Well, surely
1: they've always been difficult for stationary brands.
0: Yeah, probably. But it does seem, you know, it seems to me like things have, you know, prices have gone up. It's getting a little tight, I think, out there. And so I, I do this, I, I make fun of them mercilessly, but I do it with <laughs> uh, with some love and with some appreciation I'm not even going to read the text of the email with the appreciation for the products, which I do enjoy. Now, uh, you are cu- I mean, you're a customer, for right? crying out loud. You're yeah. allowed to gripe a little right. bit. Okay, next. Next, uh, Field Notes brand. I know that the people in my house who aren't obsessed with stationery have noticed and brought up to my attention that Field Notes is getting a little thirsty there for a bit. Which is very, very on field notes. Have you have you seen any of this? Have you have you felt uh, the tide's turn? You're certain? saying,
1: you, you're, uh, just define in this context, Thirsty
0: for me, please. They want my money more than they, uh, well, they're making it okay. clear how much they want my money, whereas they used to, you know, hide it a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't pay enough attention to no, but I, be- I believe you
0: yeah and so I you know I just again knowing really nothing about the business. it did seem like their' they're, they're they're emailing a little bit more than they used to, and they have started to get creative with that they've created like a staple day newsletter middle of the month uh which yeah, I think is a good way of like. doing it but but before like they got to that there were some there were some odd things going on there were some emails that uh you know uh, that looked a little uh you know, it looked like they needed to move some units more than they needed to in the past. They were, you could see them sweat a little bit more. Oh, that sounds a little mean, but I don't, I don't mean it like that. It's just, you know, you notice it's a brand you love. It's like when, um, it's like when a band puts something out, a band you love puts something out, and you're like, ah, this isn't what I'm.
1: It's like when a band you love takes a bunch of people on a cruise, <laughs> yeah, and posts a video of a bunch of people standing in a pool with no clothes on, watching the band play a sad song. <laughs> right like that
0: yeah exactly <laughs> that just like that that's exactly what it's like well, and and so they've had some weird emails but they did you know they've they've i think they've kind of like course corrected a little bit they did a thing where one of their um one of their subscriber only notebooks uh they they started giving them away to people that bought anything <laughs> Like six months later, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. then, or I don't know how many months later, but then they, uh, then they had another situation like that where they had the the, the extra subscriber only, um, Lake book, the Great Lakes books. They right. had the subscriber right. only one, and for that one, they made a point of um, of not doing that, not just giving it away to anyone. They said, in fact, in their yeah. marketing copy, that they weren't going to give that one away to anyone. Not you know, not mentioning that they had done it with a different edition and that they they gave them to um, students they found uh geography schools so that was cool yeah i thought that was cool too actually i thought that was a correction and i think that's just like same thing like you just you're seeing these companies have to do something a little bit different than they used to do and they got to change their way and it's probably kind of tough for them as well like we can't do things exactly as we used to do
1: my yeah my response to that is i for many years, was impressed by how reserved Field Notes, sorry Field Notes, as a company was in their marketing and in the way that they, even you know, keeping quiet things like custom editions and the services that they provide and the partnerships. Like they're always very mellow about that. Never, never pushing hard to say you know do a custom edition or do this or do that, or we have this and we have that, or you can do this. They're always very mellow. Um, So, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think, uh, gosh, I mean, think about a small business and how much they can change over time and how that's almost part of the ethos of like entrepreneurship or whatever is to be nimble and, and go with what works and, you know, and try new things and A-B test and all this stuff. So, I mean, I, I kind of get it. But I also, you know, when we're talking about the state of stationery, I think that all of these, well, I'm, I, I'll say all. Um, all of these companies and brands are, uh, they've entered the 90s baseball card phase of like the the life cycle of this experience in which they are releasing stuff all the time limited editions and and things that are you know supposedly creatively inspired and like something you've never seen before and i have to wow you with the with the novelty of this new design or this new colorway like it's i think in general achieved a kind of fever pitch in which i mean for some of the things i love i've just sort of turn my brain off to it i mean even field notes i don't get you know i'm just oversaturated yeah so i suspect maybe they've flattened they've flattened and it's hard to flatten in that environment because you want to be growing and then when you start to think well how do we unflatten then it becomes you know start a newsletter and and start pushing pushing out more messages
0: really yeah and i i i i like both of those brands still and i just think it's interesting as stationary nerds to watch these brands what i assume they are doing is you know, making some changes in reaction to market conditions um and i don't know what those market conditions are but i, I assume that's kind of safe to say that's part of why they're making change some slight changes in the way they've what, done things.
1: i mean do you think that just the by nature of existing for a certain period of time that a company has to change the way they do things i mean yeah if you have more staff you have more overhead you have you know you got bigger networks you're trying to support i mean if you got more retailers you gotta you gotta tweak here you gotta push here um you know aaron draplin needs to buy a new custom dodge van yeah um, different, I mean, I don't know if, if it's the market or if it's how a company evolves over time.
0: Yep, you're right. Right. So I'm making some assumptions. And, and well, I don't and, but I
1: think, I think what you're illuminating is that I think we develop these relationships with companies under what we see as kind of a particular set of terms, you know, like this is what I really like about them. And when you start to feel that kind of shimmy, uh, it feels more personal than your average, like Taco Bell that added a Dorito Loco thing to the menu or whatever. Right.
0: It's so,
1: because uh, we we take it personally, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I th- I think so. The third one, the third brand, the last one that I'm kind of ready to talk about is uh, Blackwing Pencil Maker.
1: Yeah, that's the one I think of too. As you, as you go down this path, yeah.
0: So they released uh, their lab series uh, on Black Friday, and uh, did you get a chance to see these? Was it a little short, a little short guy? No, 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 no. Is that one. Oh, okay. I can't wait to tell you about this. Uh, with this, with this lab, we're experiencing with misfit pencils from our past releases that didn't quite make the cut. We've been gathering pencils over three years for this lab. These misfits contain off-spec standard black wings, volume deviations, experiments, and more. Imperfections include primed pencils with a single layer of lacquer, minor physical defects, irregular color blends, and top coat variations, among others. Uh, Each unique small batch pack includes 12 pencils that are aesthetically flawed but perfectly functional. Pencil colors and graphic cores will vary in each pack. So, (laughs) um, now I also... I did not buy these. Um, usually these Blackwing labs sell out instantly, but somehow they're uh, still available. They've been kind of roundly <laughs> derided among stationary fans, including those who did decide to buy them <laughs> and then mm-hmm. reported back on uh, how lousy many of them looked. And mm. uh, I would just say, I mean, my reaction to this is, I wonder if I will ever buy Blackwing pencils again. It's just... It's uh,
1: bit of a jump the shark feeling to it. It's you know what the lab idea. It's the lab idea has spun wildly. Right, the, the
0: lab idea was to experiment it. I mean there have been like uh many many a comment along the lines of they're like experience experimenting with what they can get their customers to pay for. Um
1: Yeah, I mean but like what with Blackwing, they have really strong core products and they have pretty great limited stuff like it's not like the lab selling their old pencils is gonna like be the the uh financial windfall that changes the course of the company forever so i mean the the idea of like oh you're doing it for money for just for the sales i don't know i guess i don't i don't think it would be it would make that big of a dent yeah at that particular company but it's I don't know. I some some. I think this push to be so creative and so quirky, and so original. I think sometimes it goes awry. Sometimes it goes sideways, and the idea is actually not very good. Well, someone sounds like someone should have just stopped and said, "Nah, these are actually just crappy old messed up
0: pencils." Yeah, it was, I mean, it's just. Yeah, this one's well, just what's shocking. You, what's your
1: feeling? You feel like they've just they've lost the plot, or what?
0: It's, it's odd. I mean, it's odd to, um, it's odd for them to still be on sale after, uh, after like that feedback, right? It's odd for them to maybe not even just take them down. Um, it does seem just like disrespectful to their customers, I think. And, And I did have some hesitation, you know, I, I did with sometimes if like there's a notebook announced or something and I don't think... It's exactly something I want. You know, once I have it in my hand, I feel very differently about it. So I was really interested to see uh, people posting pictures of what they received and their disappointment. And, I mean, you'll always have people that are disappointed, but to spend $25 for 12 pencils that were imperfections yeah. is just... Well, when you
1: say it that way... Yeah. I mean, my favorite, my favorite relationship with Blackwing now... Will always be to find a retailer that's cracked them open. And <laughs> I, I'll buy two or three at a time, and I am as happy as could as could be. So I have trouble even ragging on them because they they deliver on their premise. I think what they've done too is is fully get themselves in this game where they're trying to wow people and uh, create the next you know phenomenon pencil and a part of that is like disappointment or or going sideways i don't know which i that part of it i'm i'm just so weary of even with their volume additions like yeah as you say if i get one in my hands like they're they're individually great but uh can i get stirred up about like a new pencil on some theme that's, like, slightly different. No, I got I got very little bandwidth for that left.
0: The most generous way that I could think about this edition is, you know, I mentioned supply chain issues. You know, we know, like, Field Notes a couple editions ago, they had a long delay while they were trying to do this fairly imp- impressive foil stamp thing. I mean, maybe Blackwing felt they had to do something for Black Friday, and whatever they were planning uh stopped working um and so that's how this ended up you know that's how they ended up with something like this but um yeah
1: which would very much be like a
0: gaff. <laughs> yeah but you know so, i mean so i did see yeah. some pictures and like they're not all minor imperfections you know like some of them are just gunked up real bad um <laughs> it's uh, it's really something
1: but someone counted them out 12 at
0: a time (laughs) that's right
1: to make sure that was the number that got in the box yeah i mean it would have been pretty cool if they'd said 25 bucks will get you 50 screwed up pencils yeah that would have been kind of a fun twist on it yep yeah it's it's just a it's a funny game this whole um constantly releasing new products thing and that i mean that's For me, that that's been how it has been for a while. It's me that's changed, and it's me that's lost some of my appetite for the uh, the constantly new. Um, I mean, my this is not. I mean, first of all, I'm I think I'm I'm impressed with your analysis, and I think there's probably a lot of people who agree with you. I mean, hey, what a lot of stuff's changing in in this country in this world all the time why why would the stationary realm be any different um for me what's changed on a personal my personal state of stationary this is what i think of is i'm i'm veering away from like uh uh any pen that's not two dollars and easily replaceable and like i've gone to like the inexpensive pen route yeah like my my fountain pens I, the there's a real there's a there's like a tipping point for me of how much i want to worry about the writing instrument that I'm using and i've had just between all my various you know no, nothing's i'm not not be four hundred dollar pens but all my various twenty five thirty forty fifty dollar pens seem for some reason to give me some sort of hassle. Each one in its own unique way. And occasional co-host, uh, top fan of the show, Ryan slides going to really be annoyed with me because he's like, dude, let me help you. But uh, sometimes you just want to write and you don't want your friend's help. You know what I mean? So I've reverted just to cheap pens, you know, 2 $3. Not, like still good quality, still finding the ones we like. But uh, that's been my own state. Um which I, you know, in a way I think is related, my desire for simplicity and something to just work and uh, not really have to fuss. And and I know everybody's in their own state of life where sometimes you really love fussing around with things and getting it to work really well when it's, you know, high quality and reusable. I totally get that. So that's where I am. And, you know, I feel like I'm, I've evolved as a person too in my relationship to... Uh, the stationary stuff. So it's a good conversation. What's your what's your kind of what are you getting uh, satisfaction from in the stationary realm these days?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm using a new field note. So I'm using that Heartland edition. I like that. Um, I, I you know, I tend to use the same pen. I haven't been changing that up too much. I've been trying to draw in my notebook a little bit more. Um, well, I think,
1: I think what's fair to say between you and me is that neither of us has lost any enthusiasm for carrying a notebook around in our pocket and writing stuff. Is that fair?
0: Yeah. I'm just making lots of I lists. Would, you know? I mean,
1: that's amazing. That's amazing to me that over all this time, that, that that is something that neither of us has had has wavered even a bit. I'm sitting here looking at my notebooks. I am just couldn't be happier. Like... Which, you know, that's like this whole podcast is based around this idea. But it's like, man, that's, that's core. Um, so, I mean, I think you and I will always have room for a field notes and a write notebooks and a dapper notes in there somewhere. Um, yeah, which is pretty fantastic.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, we are going to take these notebooks... And we're going to jot down some of the things we've written over the last year, and we're going to mail a zine to our patrons, and we're really going to try to get it to them before the end of the year, uh, hopefully. So, uh, I don't know, we haven't made that so you, promise explicitly, but... You've uh, got
1: a little bit of time if you want to jump in as a patron on our Patreon at a very low level, um, yep. and we'll, we'll get you on the list, but you got to hurry. Yep. So we're going to pull that list. It's going to happen. But uh, I really loved the book that we made last year. Yeah. And I uh, look forward to doing it again.
0: Me too, it's a lot of fun to put things in people's hands. And uh, listen, you know, we'll do it. We'll send it to you. And, um, uh, you know, you could analyze the text to see if we wrote it in with ChatGPT. Uh, you could say that this message right now is a little... doesn't sound
1: little... like the real, the real Maya Angelou.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you could say this message right now is like a little, a little thirsty. And if it gets dinged up, you can uh, <laughs> in shipping, you can let us know that uh, we sent you something that was dinged up. So you know, I mean, uh, supply, uh, chain. supply chain, supply man. chain, I did, uh, I did use ChatGPT. This is how you use ChatGPT. I did use ChatGPT to uh, come up with some synonyms as a joke. A hundred synonyms, synonyms, uh, and uh, uh, at the end of the list of a hundred synonyms for informed. Uh, it ChatGPT lost its mind and said uh, (laughs) the the last I don't know dozen or so kept posted, kept in the loop, kept abreast, kept up to date, kept in touch, kept in the know, kept informed, kept current, kept apprised, kept up, kept on the ball, kept on top of, kept advised, kept au courant, kept cognizant, kept aware, kept in constant communication. So you know ways you can use ChatGPT. Yeah, it was great. It's fantastic.
1: Let's do this again next week, Adam. What do you say about that? Uh,
0: kept, kept. Oh, kept podcast. I'm a kept man. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you can check us out on the internet at TakeNote.Space. That does not sound like a URL, but it is. I promise. Uh, we we post uh, pictures of either things we've underlined in our in things we're reading or notes. Uh, in order to make them completely unsearchable until you dear listeners surf over to the, our website and, and click on them and learn little interesting things about the world uh you can also sign up for our newsletter delivered via Substack. you can also find our a link to our patreon over there which uh, you can uh, support to show and we'll get you this zine that we're gonna make which is like a It's like a commonplace book, lots of quotations and little knickknacks for your reading pleasure. So uh, sign up there. Everyone who supports us, amazing. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, as we get into this holiday season and get through it, take care.